Bet the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Connor, it's the dog days of, I guess it's spring, but there's not really, for guys like us, there's not really a sport on. I guess the NBA play-in games start tomorrow, and then the playoffs start. Yeah, play NBA playoffs is like really the only time that I honestly, like I've, I've watched Cavs games and anytime that OKC's on national TV, I do watch them. But like I really like kind of could care less about the NBA at the same time. I mean, for me, at least I have like spring games going on for college football. So uh, like just get to dabble in my sport just a little bit, like stick my toe in the water yeah. a little bit. I mean, obviously it's not real football, but Ohio State spring game Saturday, and you better believe I'm going to be watching every second of it and probably watch it at least three different times. Yeah, and then, I mean, like obviously I'll be tracking. We're both been all over the transfer portal and coaching moves and stuff too. But at we're... least mine's calmed down. Yours is, well, I, I have... I have probably like another month because then the May transfer period after and, spring, yeah, dude, and then it, it's it's not as crazy as the end of the season one, but still, like you have a lot of movement going on and like quarterbacks that like, hey, it's clear I'm not gonna win the job here, so I'm gonna hit I'm the out. portal and then all hell breaks loose. But yeah, we do have like I, this is probably gonna be a pickless podcast for a while, unfortunately. Like if you're gonna give that NBA stuff, I. Dude, I'm like the opposite of De'Aaron Fox. Like parlay it's, the Heat and the Lakers tonight to win minus one hundred five. Oh, it's tonight. I, for some reason, I was thinking it was yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, minus one hundred five. That was the only play that I have oh, tonight. Because it's just, Tuesday. Yeah, I just wanted to feel a little something. Yeah, it, to me, I'm like the opposite of De'Aaron Fox. The NBA is unwatchable for me. I can't do it. It's not. It's not basketball that I know. It just looks like they're playing another sport. I don't. Granted, once it gets to like the end, once you get to the Western and Eastern Conference Finals, like it does, the it does get better. But yeah, I mean, for us, like it's just it's kind of hard to watch. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, I actually just got an update. Malik Hall is also returning to Michigan State next season. Uh, so I think four of the five starters are back after Tyson announced. Jay Nakins is back. You and you. Siakos better. However you pronounce his name, it's like Cisco, something like that is back. And then we're basically just waiting on Joey Hauser, who I'm assuming is going to use his fifth year. And then Michigan State's got a five-star and two four-stars, I believe, coming in next year. They're probably going to be a top – they'll be a top ten team to start the season. But probably the biggest news of today was the announcement that Kyle Filipowski is returning to Duke for his sophomore season. Probably a guy who was going to be a first-round pick, maybe late first, early second. Um, was definitely Duke's best player all season long. And the jump that most, the biggest jump that anybody normally has is for a freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. Like that, after that announcement, Duke is clear, clear cut preseason number one. And I really don't think the value, like when we were talking earlier about the value at plus a thousand, that's actually kind of good. I actually think it's probably going to be lower once the season starts. Like mm. North Carolina was nine plus 900 <laughs> last year. And, I know they made it to a finals, but this Duke team's probably going to have more hype than that team yeah. from last season. Yeah, obviously, like you have two studs in Filipkowski and uh, Proctor, who will be making that freshman to sophomore jump, which is a kid that should have been a high school senior. 
easily going to be preseason Naismith uh, watch list. Who? Both of them, Proctor oh, yeah. and uh, Filipkowski. I wouldn't be surprised if Filipkowski's the preseason player of the year. And with Edie? No, he probably is going to be. I would probably bet a lot of money he will be. Because it's just from voter. Nobody's going to vote for Zach Edie next year. No, I get Zach that. Zach is going to have to score 26 a night. And he probably still won't win. Yeah, like I, there is nobody in their mom going to vote for Zach Edie next year. And I guess, and like Oscar Sheway is kind of in the same boat. If he decides to use his... Sonogo comes back. Sonogo could be one to be tough, but I would be shocked if Phil... He's definitely going to be preseason All-American, I can tell you that. Yeah, First yeah, tier. yeah, definitely, definitely. But he might... He There's a damn good chance, because it kind of reminds me a lot of Harrison Barnes, when Harrison Barnes came back for his sophomore year and then was the preseason player of the year, mm-hmm. which is a guy that probably should have went to the NBA. Which, Phil Baskey, surprisingly to me, didn't go. Like He seems like he kind of fits the prototypical NBA four like a long, lengthy guy that can shoot it and put it on the floor and like can pass and spaces the, the hell out of the floor. I'm kind of shocked he came back, to be honest with you. Well, speaking of Duke value, it's up to plus 1,100 right now. So it goes up, maybe the Majabo move. Yeah, is, that was the other part of this that you didn't, you kind of skimmed over. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, but, if you're between a five-star and then a five-star five star from star last returning. year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think every Duke fan's going to take that. Just, uh, Phil Kowski, uh, let's, uh, get some weight on them bones, buddy. Like, just, what, I know that Tennessee game was such an outlier with the fil- or the physicality, but, yeah, especially if you want to be an NBA guy, you gotta get some weight and some muscle, man, or... Which is weird, though, because he's... Thick, like his lower half. He's got like thick, thick legs. He just seems to be prone to being beat up. Like remember the Virginia Tech game when he got punched in the face on a celebration. The was Vir- that the Virginia Tech game or what? that was the Virginia Tech game? Oh, then there was the Virginia game where he also got hacked. Like he just and then the Tennessee game, like you said, it just every elbow caught him. Everything, every like loose ball, he was just getting knocked to the floor. Yeah, I was just looking to see if. By chance they had anything on uh on player of the year yet. Surprisingly enough, I'm pissed off that I didn't take it, but FAU's odds have dropped from plus six thousand or yeah, plus six thousand to plus four thousand. Damn it. That's not I mean, so uh Elijah Martin and John L. Davis also announced that they're going to the NBA draft today, but maintaining their college eligibility. Two dudes that are one thousand percent gonna be back in school. Now I would be. I know they just gave Dusty May a ten-year contract for one. They were a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's really in it for longer." That's he's not going to go through all that ten years. I can tell you that right now. He'll be at another school at some point, and both those guys will be back. FAU probably pre. I don't. I would not agree with anybody putting him in the top fifteen. Definitely ranked. Like seventeen to twenty-two sounds about right because it's probably going to literally be every single person back. For next season, um, some of the other ones uh, in the transfer portal news, like Khalil Ware, the former five-star center from Oregon last year, committed to Indiana. He's basically going to be the replacement for Trace Jackson Davis, and obviously those are giant shoes to fill. I hate it because it just keeps adding big men to the Big Ten, and but I mean, they're obvi- they're a lot different. Obviously. Though. Five star, five star from last year, right? Yes. So, obviously, with 
how Indiana likes to run their offense through their big man. I'm very interested to see what he could do. I know what he was coming off the bench for the most part for Oregon, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. But yeah, very interested to see what happens and like, it's a little it, it's a little bit different with that sophomore freshman jump like we were talking about with Proctor and Filkowski. But I mean the, obviously the talent is there. So it I think it's a pretty big get for Indiana. I know apparently from Indiana fans the person that they really wanted was Jamison Battle. Yeah, I mean it's a giant that's kind of what the Big 10 needs is to get guards. Like Indiana got Khalil Ware and Peyton Sparks from Ball State, so they have like two centers now. They'll probably run the, which Ware's a little bit different. Ware can step out and shoot it. Like he's not a great shooter, but he's capable. Mm. Like I think he shot like fifty threes last year. Shot like twenty eight percent or something like that. Mm. So like he's good, and obviously there's a lot of talent there. He's he moves very, he moves like Trey Saxon Davis, like athletically, but he's three probably two to three more inches taller. Mm-hmm. But just doesn't have like that feel and that motor that Trace Jackson Davis had where like and probably not like the leaping ability. Like all I can remember is the Miami game, like him jumping up and just pinning players mm-hmm. on the backboard. Dude, I saw something. He was second in blocks in the NCAA tournament. They played two games. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. One was um big dude for San Diego State's already escaped my name. Uh Mensa? Yes. One. So like that's Pretty big. But obviously, for Indiana's sake, in the Big Ten, to get a big when you're losing a big when your rivals literally Purdue with Zach Eady. Yep. So um, much, much needed. Xavier Johnson should be back this year. Apparently, they have to file. I think he's out of eligibility, but he might be able to get the – they're filing a waiver to see for if like he can. like a medical red yeah, shirt. because he didn't play very much this year. Um, LJ Cryer from Baylor goes to Houston, which initially I thought I was going to have Houston in the top five and then, or in the, like maybe the top spot until this Duke stuff happened. And then obviously UConn stuff with Klingon coming back. Um, Cryer commits to Houston kind of wild, just like a Baylor guard. And this is now a lateral move in the big 12. So like an in-conference transfer and then temple guard, Damian Dunn also commits to Houston. So Kelvin Sampson just keeps reloading. The Houston Cougars team here. A couple guys that are still on the board, Connor. Hunter Dickinson, obviously, is probably the biggest name. He's still – we haven't really – he visited Kentucky. He's bes- at, so, just looking I, – I pulled up some of, like, the transactions – or transactions. Some of the things that have happened. He's had a Zoom call with Kentucky. He's had a meeting with Arkansas. I know Maryland's been in on him. And – the name that like they, I don't think they've done anything with him, but the name that keeps popping up with him is Georgetown. Yeah, which I think's the most logical, and kind of makes the most sense. Like it's f- basically from where he's from. Ed Cooley's just gonna give him the keys, because this is like obviously in G- Georgetown's coming from literally nothing. But he's probably kind of waiting to see what pieces maybe Ed Cooley's putting Plus, around yeah. him. Plus, he still has the option to come back to Michigan. And honestly, with the addition of Caleb Love, I mean... That would probably drive me farther away, okay, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. I think Caleb Love's kind of a bum. Uh, well, still, who knows how he views it. That's it's true. Just, he's obviously going to be one of the most coveted people in the portal. It's just going to be very interesting over... I don't... Uh, 
obviously this could go on for as long as he yeah. wants it to. Like, if he talked to Amarno Baycott, Baycott might be like, dude, he might want to run for the hills. He needs to go somewhere that has a point guard. Like, when Mike Davis was there his freshman year, like, he was unstoppable. Last year, he put the numbers up, but it seemed like like Jet Howard just wanted to shoot contested threes, and so did Kobe Bufkin, wanted to take guys off the dribble. And he was... Just saying, if he wants, he likes playing the heel. Well, if yeah. he wanted to go full heel on Michigan, you would take him and love him in a heartbeat. Oh, I would. Who was the Who was the football player that did that? Uh, it was like a lineman. It was a. It's like was it born? Yeah, it was one it was of the born. Borns. He. Yeah, I can't. I went from, might have been Jacoby. Went from Michigan and then no, transferred it was to the Ohio oldest. State. I know Zach, Zach was there for no was Zach there three. Was, what? There's three Borns. Yeah. No, oh, I didn't know that. that yeah, Jaco- there's the older one, Zach and Jacoby. And then Zach obviously is a legend for being a fullback and a linebacker in my mm-hmm. eyes. And plus, I mean, they're doing good for themselves. You see Bourne Brothers, uh, the dumpster company all over the place in central Ohio. Oh, I've never noticed it one time. I mean, oh, I don't no, really venture you, to Columbus. You know what but... the picture is? Huh? It's the famous picture of Zach when he sacked uh, Gardner oh. and he's standing over. Okay, places. that's him. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Love you, Zach. Another guy up there, Taron Armstrong, Cal Baptist transfer. Yeah, just looking at uh, some of the, it, like they're saying it's early, but he's heard from Rutgers, West Virginia, Xavier, LSU, Gonzaga, Washington, Memphis, and Oklahoma. Just to name some of the teams. So, so basically, like all over I feel the like map. West Virginia might be out of him after getting Kerr, though. Yeah, I would too. Now, Armstrong was a guy who I'd love to see him at Gonzaga. That's where I want him to go to. And it make it makes the most sense too. He's from the West Coast. He's from Australia. Oh, yeah. But it's quick obviously that's faster to go home. Why is the St. Mary's in on him? Huh? Why is the St. Mary's in on him? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, like I've watched this kid play for two years. You know I hate you know. I know you hate when I do this, but he reminds me so much of, like, Josh Giddy. Like, both Australian, literally does everything. Like, gives you 13, 5, and 5. There was a reason last year, that was his pro comp. It was uh, Josh Giddy light. He was, like, slated in some boards, like, from the 50s to, like, the 75 on big boards in the draft. Didn't really have a great season this year. Problem with that was Joe Quintana from Loyola Marymount transferred there, and... He's like a hot. He's like kind of like a Teddy Allen type. Like he's he wants to shoot bad shots. And he's gonna shoot a lot, and it kind of got him. Like kind of didn't really stun his numbers, but he just didn't wasn't as efficient as he used to be. Wasn't he's a guy that needs kind of the ball in his hands all the time. So Gonzaga. What were some of the other ones? The last ones. I would love to see him at Gonzaga. Uh, I don't know. I was already trying to figure out. Oh, you're good. Um, I like Oklahoma was in there. LSU doesn't move the needle for me. Oklahoma yeah. doesn't. Yeah, LSU. That would just I, I don't see that happening like at all. That doesn't doesn't seem like the right fit. Even like if you had the uniforms on too, it just to me didn't make any sense. Obviously, the name a lot of people recognize from a mid major is Max Asmus. Have you heard anything? You got stuff pulled up here. Well, I don't. You're stroking out here. I don't know if. Like, I'm just going through anything on 24-7, honestly. Like, it didn't say anything about teams that have reached out. But, like, the one link is Wichita State. 
Well, I'm going to tell you right now before you get going crazy, probably at least 150 schools of maybe like re- they're reaching out. But yeah, he had but meetings. That, but like there hasn't been any like for sure things. But one person says they like their chances and it makes sense because of the point guard that they did have there. Kansas State. It does. That actually is that makes a lot of sense, Dude, and that's what I, I didn't swear think to God about. If Max Azenis goes to Kansas State, oh, because you he's going to be a bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because it's basically they're going to do what they did. This is just like going through some of twenty four sevens writers' like notes on basically what has happened. Um, Dude, just think about this. He tur- what Jerome Tang turned Marquis Noel into. Like, I know it's hard to come off of that tournament run he just had. Matt Aismas is a better basketball player than um, Noel. I guess also Texas has had their eyes on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to I'm honestly great. Like, the, it's crazy that for one of the, Obviously, like, Hunter's pulling everything, but I'll be damned if Mar- or Max is not, like, a very marquee player in the transfer portal, and there really isn't much on him. Yeah, well, he was—he's kind of that guy, though. Like, remember Low last key. year, he waited to like hours before the deadline to enter the draft or withdraw from the draft was over to come back. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of his commitment this year is going to be what Max wants, though. Does he want to go to somewhere like Kansas State? Kansas State would make more sense if he wants to boost his draft stock, mm-hmm. because, like I said, he's a better basketball player than Noel, and look what Tang did to him. Yeah, like he's been. Max Hayes was proven he can take a bunch of very average Joes along with Kevin O'Banner to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Like, what could he do there? You know what's weird? I haven't heard anything about Connor Banover. He might. No, he probably has. He's already transferred twice, so he has to stay unless he's wanting to sit out a year. I mean, with the like, waiver, I guess he can go. Wait, now, does Max have the option of going back to Oral Roberts? Yeah. Or, okay, I didn't know if this was grad transfer. Or, like, if he ran out of eligibility and the only course is grad, so I know. Yeah, he can return, uh, and they hired within the program after Paul Mills left, so it's somebody he's familiar with. I want to see him at Creighton. Like, an offense that, like, Doug McDermott, like, they their offense is so, like, just fluid and legit, and it's so, it's so efficient. Like, I think he could average, uh, they have a lot of really good guys, though, so the averages might not be great but he's gonna flourish in the system like that and they would if he goes to Creighton and Kalkbrenner Shireman come back I was about to say his big Kalk back he, he will I mean he's on draft boards but do you really see him as an NBA player not really like he moves goofy and yeah, he's big. He does. like he's a really good college player it doesn't strike me as a call oh, an NBA center Shireman's got a decision to make Trey Alexander should be back I'm assuming Kaluma's going pro he's gonna be a, a sought after guy and then obviously Andrew Nemhard commits to Arizona, something I just did, did not Did he actually commit? No, oh, maybe he did not. He's got a crystal ball in Arizona. Dude, there's been... It's a lock, though. Yeah. Like, everybody has it down as, like, a lock for him at Arizona, which, to me, was odd that he left. I didn't... That's 100% one I did not really see coming. Crystal ball that came in yesterday that I love is Graham Ike from Wyoming. He didn't play at all this year. He, he might have played a couple games, but he was basically hurt for 90% of the year. He got a crystal ball to Providence, so Kim English mm-hmm. could bring in his big man, which Graham Ike, like Hunter Moderato, got a lot of the love last year from that tournament team, but Graham Ike was the best player on that team. He's a big, he was Mountain West Player of the Year, I believe, 
and he's a, a big man that could would be awesome for Providence when you got to go up against like Sonogo and Klingon there. That one shocked you a little bit that Klingon came back to came back to UConn. I mean, you think I'm, he still, got the bag? I'm still waiting. We're obviously still waiting on something from Sonogo. That is true. So I didn't know if it was like foreshadowing or if this kid's just like, yeah, let's fucking run it back. I mean, obviously there's still time to hit the portal if Sonogo announces anything, but yeah, I don't, I, I mean, add another ring maybe. I don't know. Because for UConn, basically that whole team is back. I'm assuming Jackson's going to use his fifth year. Um, or he might, he might just be a junior. So it'd be his senior year. Um, Jordan Hawkins is gone. He already yeah. announced it. And that makes a lot of sense for him. Mm-hmm. Um, some other decisions that I've seen that I've been waiting on is like the Jalen Wilson decision at Kansas. Cause that's one that could, if he comes back to school, that's going to rise Kansas like through the roof. If he leaves the class that, um, Bill South has coming in, isn't like anything crazy. I wonder if Kansas maybe takes a step back and they haven't really pulled a portal guy yet, which is something they've done for the last the last two, three years since the portal has really taken off. So I'm kind of interested. Something I'm still keeping my eyes on here. But I tell you, every two seconds, it feels like right now something else happens. And this day and age in college basketball is probably the most wild we've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. Hoping that it kind of calms down once the COVID year goes. You think so? Maybe the same thing in football? I mean, potentially... And then you only get one free transfer without sitting out. Unless you're yeah. a quarterback, and then you can just transfer a million times and get a waiver for yeah. some reason. Yeah, for the most part. Um, like, has yeah. there been a quarterback denied of a waiver that you know of? Um, no, I've honestly only seen the stuff about, like, position players that got denied anything. I think the only – the ones that maybe aren't happening are guys that are just – just like maybe in the Sun Belt, they're just not good enough. You're not hearing, mm-hmm. but like every big quarterback, I feel like literally plays the very next year, and they can leave. Like JT Daniels played for how many schools? Uh, he's on his fourth. Wait, is he somewhere else? Yeah, he's at Rice. Oh my Rice. god! <laughs> oh my god! Is he really? I'm, I think that's where he ended up going. Hold on, I'm looking, pulling it up. I because he went to he started at West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. With USC. He started, no, no, he started at USC. Yeah, so he's from when USC, Georgia, West Virginia, Rice. That isn't like literally, like he's able to play every single time. I mean, gonna be very uh, Rice. Who knows? Rice could be a wagon this year. What What was it last year? The like McCaffrey or somebody? Yeah, McCaffrey ended up going there, but he ended up playing wide receiver. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember okay. hearing something like that. He ended up. Didn't watch many Rice games last year. You're guilty of that. Okay. Um, and then really the last thing from like the giant transfer thing I want to talk about is I'm a little worried about our boy. Who's our boy? Rick Pitino. Yeah. He, Soriano, uh, Joel Soriano was coming back from St. John's team. Posh Alexander entered his name into the portal. Jones entered the portal, which they still have the option to come back. Andre Cabello's in the portal, which I'm he's probably happy to get rid of him. But the two guys that I assumed from that Iona team that were going to come back to school were Walter Clayton Jr., 
which he announced today that he's committed to Florida. It was between, I think he had it, Florida, Iona, or not Iona, <laughs> Florida, St. John's, and there was one other school in the mix, but he's a kid that grew up in Florida. And mm-hmm. I guess when he was talking about it during his live commitment, that like Florida was his dream school coming yeah. out. And he was a COVID. Uh, he played during like the first year post COVID. Oh, okay. So he didn't, that was when there was a lot of limited scouting and nobody could really go to the game. So he was probably a lot better of a prospect than he was coming out of high school, but he just happened to happen to go to Iona because there, he was overlooked mm-hmm. and Florida was his dream school. So that's, not a big deal. Then Nelly Jr. Joseph, God damn, I forget the other school, but he announced that he was down to two schools. One of them was New Mexico, which is funny because Richard Patino is the head coach there, so maybe he's just pawning him off to his son. Who knows? That'd be funny. But I'm waiting. I'm really waiting to see what big name Rick's going to get because when I look at the top of the of the 24-7 rankings here, I don't see Hunter Dickinson going to St. John's. Taron Armstrong's not going there. Max Aisman's not going there. There's a five-star that's available now that, who knows? Oh, well, yeah, Majaba, that would be hilarious if he was able to grab him. Yeah, I mean, just looking at it, they only have, like, one player, four-star power forward, 78 in the nation, that uh, has signed his uh, letter of intent. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to see about, like, they're really in on anybody in the portal, but I'm not really seeing much. One that makes sense, like a lot of sense, is Aaron Estrada from Hofstra. He was their best player last year. He started his career at St. Peter's in New Jersey, and he's from like the New Yorkish area, like New York, New Jersey area. It just that would make sense, but he's not like as good as Estrada was at Hofstra. Like, I'm sorry, but the Big East is, in our opinion, is going to be the best conference in basketball next year. And that is with Houston joining the Big 12 and Memphis. Or, no, Memphis isn't joining the Big 12. Why? I always lump those two together. They're not going together. Like, the Big 12 is going to be stacked, but the Big East is going to be even better. And I don't think Aaron Estrada is somebody that's going to move the needle for Rick Patino. And I know he signed a six-year contract to go there, but... Like, Ricky, the time time's ticking a little bit if you want to get another one, if you want to get number three, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, don't really see them um, much stuff. Who knows? I mean... Well, I came on here when we announced that he was coming that, I, that they were going to make the tournament next year. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to kind of draw back on that until I really see how this roster is reconstructed. Cause we he have, has time, a little bit. He does, but we're... The, some of the players are running out, but here's the advantage he has. Still out there. <laughs> what coach in the Big East? And the Big East is littered with coaches. Is probably a better coach than Rick Pitino. They're probably none. Potentially yes. Potentially yes, but like, there's probably like if I was ranking my like if I had to say my five best coaches in the this day and age in college basketball, it would be Kelvin Sampson's obviously there. Bill yeah. Self's obviously there. Mm-hmm. And then the next name I would probably name would be Rick Pitino. Yeah. Like the guy's got two national titles. And he was able to just take a team off the street and get him to the tournament two out of three years. And the other year yeah, they should have been. I mean, that's the thing about what he did at Iona. But also that's a lot lower conference than the Big East. But And Iona is the best job in the MAAC. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, he has time. Still a while until season starts. That's true. And for the rest, so basically from here on out, the content's going to be a little different. I'm not, we haven't really decided what we're going to do. They'll probably obviously be like 10, 15 minutes right off the bat. Something big happens. Like Max Hazen commits, we're going to talk about it. Yes. Connor Dickinson commits, we're going to talk about it. Like yes. that's what's going to happen. But I'm not going to come on here every single Monday or Friday, or I think we're going to move to one day a week after this week, but I'm not going to come on here and talk bullshit transfers for like, like it changes so often. There's no point in doing that. If you really want to track the transfers, 247 has a transfer portal ranking. And then the best one, just to see who's all in there, because this only kind of gives you the latest and like the top 250 mm-hmm. is verbal commits. Verbal commits will have, they have every division two transfer if you're really interested in it. Yep. So that's the best one to use. Um, Friday is the Juicies. Yes. For college basketball. And we have no idea what we're doing. I don't. And then, obviously, the most coveted award is that we need to think of a better name for it because Jason Preston was a part of that, too. He was our tournament guy for the first tournament party. Yeah. And then Teddy Allen. This year's is going to be tough because there really wasn't a communal us. moment where we just, like, raked in a bunch of money. I mean, it was Furman. Yeah, but it was I. That one wasn't like the units weren't there. But that honestly, there's I mean, a the Furman reaction, player. The reaction when that three hit was as close to Teddy Allen as we had all. Well, it it was because of the just the like was we were supposed to lose. Yeah, we're we were losing, down two. We're losing, and then Kihei throws that terrible pass, and if yeah, if you if you really think about it, you're down two. The other team's got the ball, Virginia. When you think Virginia, they're not this missing is just the free piling throws. Piling it on Virginia and making me feel dumb for putting and the future on them to win it all. Next thing you know, they just it turns it over, and then we're like, "Oh my god, he's gonna shoot a three, and he hit it, and our bang, house erupted." So yes. Friday's the juiciest, Connor. We're out of here. We'll see you guys then. Peace.